Racing. Green light, they're set to go. Green light's on. Set for a start. Kablenz is holding on. Cut glory for Kablenz. But it is all heart style Rico, and he is going to absolutely bolt the Melbourne Cup in. Green light is on for the Green Light On podcast. Big, big night of racing ahead of the Meadows this Saturday night. Group 1 heats at the Meadows. A wonderful night of racing. Welcome to episode 153 of the Green Light on Premier Racing Podcast. Uh, plenty to talk about, plenty to discuss. We're going to catch up with Ibrahim Karma, who trains Tequila Bandit, who will go around from box one, from the plum draw in a heat of the maturity, taking on transponder. So it's not going to be easy. Uh, straight off the top, though, uh, as always on a Saturday night show, we've got uh, Mr. Two Debutant Balls, Corey Smith. Hello, oh, mate. Oh, gee, I tell you what, I don't get paid enough to do, <laughs> deal with this sort of uh, bullschlagen, mate. But no, happy to be on. I'm, I'm always happy to be on with you, mate. I feel like you're a bit of my media wife at the moment. Yeah. We're doing a fair bit of uh, fair bit of content together. We're getting to know each other. Uh, it's funny because last night, for those who are wondering why I'm calling you Mr. Two Debutant Ball Man, um, uh, it's not for what's in your pants. <laughs> it's you've done two debutant balls. Um, and I thought I made up a little... Uh, would you call a little summary of people who have done the dead ball um, when growing up more than once? Um, I thought roughly 40% haven't done one, uh, roughly 59% have done one, and roughly 1% have done two. Well, I found out today that my brother-in-law has actually done the debutante ball twice as well. So it might he be more be common. man. I, I haven't met him before, but I'm sure we'd get along like a house on fire. We're, uh, we're a unique bunch that have done the two debutante balls. Well, the bunch might be bigger than I first thought. Uh, on the show last night when we caught up, uh, you gave your top 10 fruit, which I thought was an interesting talking point, uh, to say the least. Um, give us your top three, if you can remember them. Yeah, there wasn't too much traction on the socials. I don't think anyone really cared what uh, my favourite fruits were. But uh, I think number three was mango, number two was strawberries, and uh, number one was the mighty banana. Yeah, and you gave a good push for uh, pineapple at position number six too. Yeah, if if we were in Hawaii, I think we'd uh, have pineapple up the top. For anyone that's been to Hawaii and had the pineapple there, it's, uh, it's a different kettle of fish. I love how you keep going back to Hawaii. I've never been there, but if I do, uh, it will be pineapples every day. Run of the week. Hulky dolky run of the week time. And uh, I actually called the meeting last week at uh, the Meadows and I actually sort of gave this one away during the call that this one would be run of the week. It was never any doubt. Uh, and here is how never any doubt impressed me with a 502-1766 down the back, scintillating performance that uh, just screamed out, put me in the maturity next week, and that's where we find him in a heat of that particular race. Off and racing now, and out fast, never any doubt from the middle. Lit Ping will come straight across and lead. Lead pretty easily by a length and a half Royal Gypsy, who cuts back to the leader's rail, and now drives to underneath of heels. There by five lengths, Angus Anchovy, Divine Nature, Hamblin Bale, and last Little Prince off the back. Never any doubt got a second win there, and sprint it down the back in a hot 17.66 and led by five. Really opened up now. Sprints away from Royal Gypsy and then Angus Anchovy. This might just about be run of the night. Never any doubt. Oh, that was very, very good in 29.96. Never any doubt. Just like... Well, I gave it away, didn't I? Uh, suggesting that this might just be run of the night. It was only about uh, race number five as well, but 5.02.17.66 coming off a Bendigo run, which was scintillating 23.50 or thereabouts announced himself as maybe one to keep an eye on in all of the big races moving forward because you can never underestimate a greyhound that has that kind of early speed. 
Yeah, exactly right. When you're running those sort of splits, you're going to be up to your ears in any race that you compete at at the Meadows and uh, 502 early. You just love to own a greyhound that can do that consistently and never any doubt goes into the maturity heats. Uh, looking very, very nice indeed with and that first split. Draws nicely too. I forgot to mention too, this full podcast is in the flesh. So we might just label this one the In the Flesh podcast because I've caught up with you, Smithy, at the Meadows Wednesday night. Uh, we will catch up with Ibrahim Karma as well, trainer of Tequila Bandit in the flesh. So looking forward to that. Uh, as we move on, I've come up with a little bit of a top three. Um, I know you're big on top tens. I only cut it down to three. Top three racetracks I wanted to chat about. Mm-hmm. What do you rate as your top three racetracks? Are we talking just greyhounds? Just in general, yeah. Just greyhounds, betting, viewing, whatever it might be. But I just want your top three and hopefully Swindon and central bags over there in the UK don't come in at one and two. Well, I'm going to go without the Metropolitan tracks because I'm an unabashed fan of two-turn racing. So we'll leave those ones out and I'm going to go with uh, Heelsville because it's the most picturesque. Warnable because uh, the Warnable Carnival is my absolute favourite. And uh, I'm going to go with Ballarat as my other one there because I don't in, I, I don't mind a, a wager on Ballarat racing. I think it's a, it's a nice track to have a punt at. For me, I reckon Heelsville is number one. Uh, I'm going to go Tamora as number two. And for three, I'm going to say Murray Bridge Straight Track and Hobart. I love Hobart. It's a beautiful backdrop there too. It's a nice long straight there at Hobart. I haven't been there in the flesh, so I don't think I can count it yet. But uh, it certainly looks like a place that I want to get to at some point. We posed the question a couple of weeks ago. Your favourite greyhound named after a sporting star may well have been last week. Uh, We had two responses. One was uh, Matty. He said Lionel Messi. Not sure there's been a greyhound Lionel Messi. I think it was might have just been Messi, but uh, and the other one was Brett Lee. We had uh, somebody respond. Do you agree with them? Well, it's hard to argue with those. They're two of uh, two very high caliber sports people. Saturday's preview. Saturday night racing. Hey, Group One heats at the Meadows. This is what it's all about. Smithy, you must be pretty excited, mate. You're a Meadows man through and through. Middle of winter, pouring rain. You can't smell the cut grass this time of year. And yet we've got Group 1 racing at the Meadows, which will warm us up for sure. It's felt like uh, I've had a little bit of a break from the Group 1 racing, which I I don't really enjoy, to be honest. I like it uh, being quite uh, of a high quality at the Meadows. And we see that this Saturday night. I'm excited. It's been a few months since we've uh, managed this, but uh, it's a cracking card and I can't wait to get stuck into it. You've got the jitters over there. Uh, you're getting that excited. What's your favourite group one here? Out of curiosity. Um, probably this one, I'd say. Maturity. Uh, yeah, to be honest. I don't, I don't know. Choice? Well, you just look through the honour roll. You've got Brett Lee. You've got Fernando Bale. Wow, she's fast. Like, it's it's a it's a serious career-starting race. I know we say that, and there's the likes of Baby JC <laughs> going around and, and Crumble Manali, who have both won around that $500,000 in prize money. But it's a race that good dogs win, and uh, it's kind of being by itself in the year. I think, uh, I think it gets a little bit of shine. Let's get some winners. Forget about the shine. Let's shine the, uh, the coins in the pocket. Uh, race one... I'm going here with uh, number three on top, McKenna. Uh, what can you tell me about this dog? Very, very impressive first up, and you don't see too many greyhounds win their first race by 18 lengths, and that was exactly the case here with McKenna, which is a daughter of Whiskey Wright. Yeah, it's, uh, I don't know a huge amount about it. Obviously, first start at one by 18 lengths, as you touched on. Probably the, the other greyhound that's won by uh, an obscene margin is probably where she's fast, who I just mentioned before. Yeah. But I can't exactly compare the two of those uh, at this stage. 30.05, but the splits were really good, 5.15, uh, and then was a nice split down the back as well for McKenna. So I'm with it. 
uh, but it is going to be a tougher race than it faced last week. I reckon the turn of foot from the end of the first straight at that first section to the back straight was enormous for a first starter. Definitely one to follow. Race two, uh, the free-for-all out nice and early. I like that when we've got the Group 1 heats a bit later on. Uh, I'm with Amron Boy, no surprise. Meets a very winnable race, very, very winnable draw. Back to a track that he loves. He should be winning this. Yeah, there's not many dogs in history that have gone 29-45 at, at Round the Meadows, but Amron Boy has a couple of times, so he's an absolute superstar. He's drawn where he wants to be, and I think he's travelled pretty well back down from Brisbane where he got a little bit of sun. What would you go over the 525 if we put you in box one? Uh, I reckon... Squeeze you in there. I reckon... Oh, 183.15. What's that? Hours? Three minutes. Hours. Come on, Jim. <laughs> Give me a spell, mate. I'm going Three minutes, seconds. Three minutes. I'll have to time you one day. Uh, race three, heat one of the KCR Fireball. Big thanks to KCR Pet Transport, who are sponsoring all of the features uh, this week. Gabriella Marie should not be in this race, number one. I reckon the grader needs to turn around. I know the noms aren't immense for this series and just turn around and say, look, you're not up to this. Grader's discretion. Do you agree? I'm not going to disagree. Mm. It's a gutsy move for me to say that, but I honestly think Gabriella Marie has no chance at all. She should be a thousand to one, um, and is only going to impact dogs who do have a genuine chance in this series. Yeah, that's what I kind of hope doesn't happen. I hope yeah. she doesn't nail the start and cause a little bit of mayhem for uh, some of these top liners, Sunnyside Zeus or an Alfie Moon or Ariane Bale. There's uh, there's a little bit of talent through this race, and hopefully, uh, hopefully they all get around cleanly and show their best. Maybe this is something we should do. I don't I don't like over regulating things, but maybe you do have to have run a certain time at a certain track in the lead up to a series like this to be eligible. Like it's like Tier Three, but the other way around, like Group One eligible. Yeah, there's obviously two sides to that coin if if there's a high quality greyhound coming from WA they haven't run the time yeah. really have they so it makes it difficult but it should just be up to the graders discretion they've obviously made a decision to leave it in there so I'll support that but uh, yeah I don't think it's going to add anything to the race and if it wins uh, <laughs> I, I, I might eat a few of the world's hottest corn chips yeah I know I won't be joining you but um, now look I guess at the end of the day if there were enough nominations for the heats Gabriella Marie on our ranking system wouldn't have got a start. So. Yeah, correct. It's obviously a disappointing uh, turnout for for the nominations. Uh, quite a few obviously went up to uh, up to Queensland where they had just had the Queensland Cup Group One last week, and uh, obviously they're not in this this fireball, which will be worth twenty five thousand to the winner next week. I reckon Ariane Bale is the uh, the one to win race number three. We'll just let the race unravel and then uh, then hit the line. You gave your tip, didn't you? No, I didn't. I'm uh, I'm going to be with Ariane Bale as well. I think uh, Sunnyside Zeus will lead. Alfie Moon will be second, and Ariane Bale will uh, be able to smoke the pipe and in the small field should win. I reckon Gabriella Marie will be right up there for the first part of the race. That's for sure. But uh, when the whips are cracking, Ariane will make the move and hopefully get the job done. Race four, heat two of the Fireball. Uh, interesting runner, Boom Lateral, who has immense ability. But on what Untapped did last time around, I think she is going to be mighty hard to beat from the pink. We'll go to the front. We'll run them along and. Look, as long as she doesn't get mid-race pressure from a greyhound like Jarek Bale, who's probably at this point of his career going to struggle to run the 7.30, I think if she can just maintain a healthy advantage, they won't catch her. Yeah, see, I look at Jarek a little bit differently. I think he's he's a little bit more dour than he was. He's not a not a gun sprinter these days, but he, we saw him rattle home for third in the McKenna Memorial last week. I know the time wasn't ridiculous, but I think he'll be all right over the 7.30. But I do think, untapped, if she brings what she brought last week, she'll be winning. Big effort. Four and a half years of age, nearly, uh, Jarek Bale, to be having a crack at a race like that. Fantastic training performance by the Dalbridges uh, to, to have him still going as well. And untaps only one month uh, younger, so it's a credit to both trainers, really. Uh, heat one of the Group 1 Maturity Race 5 at 7.51. I am going here with Make No Promise, drawn box number two. I think has huge talent, uh, drawn nicely, just needs to, to get a little bit of luck in the early part because he doesn't generally split fast week in, week out. 
Yeah, I'm with Make No Promise as well. He he wants that rail. He's a mad railer. He's got a 29.67 PB here, and if he runs that, he's going to be really hard to beat. I just have a few question marks on these uh, Crumble Manelli and Custom Manelli and uh, Pudding Manelli that we see. I, I don't know if they've seen the track or not. So if they have, Crumble Manelli is going to be right up to it. And of course, Al's entity, he's been Group One placed and won a Group Three here as well. So it's a it's a high quality first heat. Pick the theme of the Manelli Greyhounds. Desserts, my friend. <laughs> You're on, on top of that one, weren't you? I was. It's nice and easy. Impressive names. Uh, race number. Six, Victor Damien for me. I reckon the Czech nature strip is going to just run hard through the first couple of mo- uh, couple of marks, first couple of hundred, a little bit like the namesake would do in the Gallops game. I think Victor Damien is going to get a nice run at them and probably shades of when he won. Was it the Oz Cup heat from an inside draw? Just got over heels and just went bang. Yeah, we see his PB there is 29.70. He'd give that a shake at his best, particularly from box one, but... I could see a scenario where he gets a heap of pressuring from the outside and gets uh, shot out the back, but he is the classiest greyhound in this. He's a, he's a big boy. He likes a little bit of room to move, but if he gets anything even remotely his way, I think he'll be really, really hard to beat in winning this one. Race seven, heat number three. I'm with number two, Crackerjack RT. I like this dog. He come back after a, a tough campaign in Brisbane, just dominated a race that he should dominate if he's going to be racing at this level uh, in that last event at Horsham. So happy to go with him on top race seven, number two. Yeah, I'm with him as well. It's a low confidence race for me, though, to be honest. Uh, it probably doesn't have as many big names as some of the other heats, but there's a massive amount of speed that'll be coming across from out wide. And I think Cracker Jack RT, his big engine is just going to be revving. And if he gets the runs at the right time, he'll be winning. You said a moment ago, uh, this is all about Greyhound starting their career. Well, I'm, I'm, if this is a start to a career, I'm all over baby JC. This is her first start. 44 starts, 26 wins, Smith Dog. She she is a superstar when you think of the fact she is, on a serious note, eligible for age-restricted racing. Like Bobby Douglas has done a great job with her. I'll just flip over the page as we miss race eight. I'm sure we'll come back to that, though, Jim. But baby JC, she's an absolute star. Kind of blows my <laughs> mind that she's still eligible for uh, a maturity. She was whelped on the date. Yeah. Uh, so it was, it's fantastic. It's worked out well that Bobby Douglas gets another crack at a group one. She's obviously got the Sapphire crown. She's placed in multiple group ones. Other than that, she's an absolute absolute star and it'll be good to see her strato stuff i had a little dig at you there with uh, with that comment and then uh you just classily just got me straight back <laughs> race eight let's go back a race uh now i was going to leave transponder to last um because i think he's he's going to be hard to beat from box number seven but we will catch up with kudakama who's got the red uh tequila bandit but i do like transponder in this i think when he draws out wide he never draws a box but for him it's not too bad to be out in seven where he gets room to move accelerates and be hard to beat I did a little bit of homework on this race. Uh, I thought Transponder would be hard to beat, and we wouldn't have a huge amount to talk about. His last 10 runs, these are the boxes he's had, not including including the box seven that he's got this weekend. Seven, six, six, eight, five, 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 eight. Seven now. And now seven. Yeah. And he's been winning them, though. He's been winning them. Yeah, unbelievable. He's uh, he's a very, very good greyhound. He's already 138,000. He beat Rejuvenate in a pink diamond. Uh, he's going to be really hard to beat from the wide draw. Race 10, tough race. I'm with Trappeteers off the inside. I think draw nicely. We know what he can do at his best, and if he can get to that here at the Meadows, he'll be hard to beat in what I think is a winnable heat of the maturity. Yeah, I agree. I think Can You Exceed? We saw uh, run that 29.69 in a provincial meeting last week, but uh, Trappeteers, he's used to this high-level racing, and uh, from the inside draw, I think he's going to be awfully hard to beat. I really like Launch Code, race 11, number four, now in the care of the Ennis camp, flew through the marks at Sandown Park, and that, to me, just screened out a Group 1 dog. Uh, 29.20, when you run a low five at Sandown and a low 18.6 down the back, is 
a Group One winning dog. That's that's the sections you need to produce to win a Group One. I think. Yeah, exactly right. If if we can kind of guarantee that five flat early, then uh, we we're, we're going to be leading this pretty easily with launch code, and it'll be probably off and gone around the uh, the Meadows track. But Minister Minister Mentor in that race was only beaten two and a half lengths and he's got a massive engine. If he gets anywhere close to launch code, he can run the time to chase him down and Aussie Rocks has obviously got a picket fence form line as well uh, over further, so it's going to be strong. So launch code does need to run those splits to be winning this, but I think he will. Race 12, the lucky last at 10 past 10. I'm not calling this week and it's a it's an early finish. I'm a little bit peeved off about that. Uh, I think I finished last week at about half past 10 and I need all of the beauty sleep I can get. Uh, race 10, uh, race We've 10 we've done, race 11 we've done, race 12 we're up to now. Uh, I don't know what to do here because I'm tipping never any doubt, but Zara Mani, um, I was all over her last time at Sandown Park. Thought she would get the job done and she was really disappointing. But the fact is he Douch has gone, let's go to the Group 1 maturity with her, um, gives me confidence that she is doing a lot on the trial track and it makes me think maybe I should have her on top because the two's going to lead. If Zara Mani's leader's back, this could be her chance for a... A confidence-boosting run. Yeah, I, uh, I thought Zaramani by now... 18 starts into her career would be taking the world by storm. I had a massive yeah. opinion of her early. She probably hasn't put it all together. I am tipping her on top here. I was keen as well at Sandown, as well as you. But uh, this is a race where there's a lot of big engines. If Divine Nature jumps, if Kyrie Bell, Mapunga Smokey, Navarino, Shimmer Shadow, they've all got enormous engines. So if uh, if never any doubt and Zaramani make any mistakes from the inside, then these, these greyhounds drawn out wide are going to be motoring home. Hunters Punting Club. The Punters Punting Club. Uh, to wrap up this section of the podcast, I will kick off, uh, open the batting, and I'm going to have uh, $10 each way on Ariane Bale, race three, number two. And then down I will have race... Uh, what was the other one I liked? I reckon uh, I'm going to go with Launch Code. And I'm going to have uh, $15 each way on Launch Code as well. They're my two best bets for the meeting. How did you see the Punters Punting Club this week? Uh, I'm just going to have $50 on Transponder. Good choice. I, I was, think, uh, yeah. he, he obviously, we, we spoke about how many poor boxes or wide boxes he's, he's drawn recently, knows what he's doing out there. I think it's a good race without being a great heat of the maturity, and I think he's, uh, he's drawn to get every possibility, and he's a, he's a massive, massive chance. Chances are you're going to lose. Call Gambler's Help, 1-800-858-858, or visit gamblinghelponline.org.au for free online confidential support. Thank you, uh, Smithster. It's been good fun. Thank you very much, Jim. I'm sure this is going to be uh, breaking records for the longest podcast of all time, but hopefully the listeners out there have had plenty of fun. Well, on Wednesday night, just as I let you go, I know you've got work to do as we record this at the Meadows Wednesday night. I actually went around and said, what can we do to the podcast to make it improve? And a Mm. few people actually said, uh, elaborate a little bit more on the fields yeah, okay, and give a little bit more. So we have gone a bit longer. Maybe not just with the fields. We're talking about everything from your (laughs) uh, top 10 fruit to my top three racetracks, but it's been fun. I've enjoyed it. It has been fun. It's uh, it's good to to chew the fat with you, Jim. Inside info. Well, ahead of the Group One heats at the Meadows, maturity heats at the Meadows. For the first time, it is a world first on the Green Light on Premier Racing podcast that I am joined in the flesh with a special guest who has a runner in a Group One heat a couple of days away. I speak of Ibrahim Karma, also known as Kuda. 
Coots, uh, and also known as Studley now. How are you, mate? Good, good, Jimmy. Thanks for having me on, buddy. Hey, uh, what's going on uh, at the moment? You've got this uh, brand new uh, piercing on the side of the cheek, a little bit fancy. Yeah, yeah, buddy. It's um, I used to have one on the other side, and bloody uh, my mate's little pit bull puppy ripped it out, so <laughs> kept it out for a bit and thought, you know what, time for a change, and uh, just spark things up a bit. So yeah, just uh, it just got it done, and yeah, all good. Fair to say, uh, it has sparked you up a little bit, getting plenty of winners of late. You must be enjoying the success. Yeah, I am, mate. Yeah, I am. Look. They're going well, you know, they're not, you know, if they don't win, they're not too far out the money in that. Um, look, I've just got, you know, three, four consistent, honest dogs and, um, you know, like I'm grateful, you know, like the dogs make the trainer at the end of the day, they've got to have the ability and I'm grateful to have, you know, um, good people around me that, you know, give me good dogs. So, yeah, it's good. What do you reckon the key to success is? I think last time we had you on the podcast, yep. you just trained your first winner. Yeah. Um, now you're getting Metro winners for fun. What, what do you put the success down to? Oh, mate, it's just consistency, just knowing your dog and, you know, just showing them love and affection and, um, making sure, you know, you get them checked regularly, they're fed well, you know, a happy dog's a good dog and, yeah, like I said, mate, I still ask questions to to a lot of successful trainers and especially a very good mate of mine. I don't want to mention his name because his head will grow a bit bigger than usual. But it's already pretty big to start off <laughs> Yeah, it's already with. pretty big to start, mate, Mr. Azapati. But, um, <laughs> yes. yeah, look, um, just ask a lot of questions, mate, and learn off the best and, yeah, um, you know, you just show your dog's love and affection and that'll take you a long way. What about uh, Saturday night lining up in a group one heat? That must be a thrill in itself. It is, mate. Definitely is. Um, I didn't think, look, it's it's a, it's a hard race to win, you know, for any dog, you know, not only if you are a champion up and comer, but um, look, it's always good to have one in and um, look, you never know. She's drawn well. She she can split um, pretty quick early, so she's a very honest chaser. She's no star, but she can run a bit of a cheeky race off the red. Yeah, to kill a bandit, the greyhound we're speaking of, uh, race by the punters HQ syndicate. I see as well. So you've uh, you've just lobbed with one of the biggest owners in the game. Yeah, mate. Um, three of the four dogs that I've got in the kennel are actually by yeah. them. Um, they no own it. So around, mate. Nah, nah. So one of the dogs I got in here tonight, Jake Peralta, he's owned by them as well. Um, and Tequila Bandit and the other one that I got at home, Cartel Model, who won at Shepparton on Monday, um, they're owned by him. And they are a good group of owners, mate. They're, they're very easy. They, you know, I tell them, look, your dog's getting scratched, it's sore. And, mate, they don't argue nothing. They say, mate, thanks for the update. You just let us know what you want to do, and uh, we're, we're you know we're all good with it. When does Shiz Appel join the uh, the Kudakama kennel, <laughs> mate? She came down uh, for the Phoenix. Yeah, um, I had to take her to the airport, and mate, I'd never been more nervous driving. <laughs> I'd never been more nervous driving a car in my life. Like it's like having royalty in the back. Though, well, that's it? right. Like you think about it, like it's you got a dog that's won one point six million dollars mm. sitting in the back of your van and. You don't want nothing to go wrong, do you know what I mean? It takes it's just, a long time even for a person to earn that kind of it, money, let alone a dog. Oh, it does, mate, it does. You know, like, I mean, people buy houses and they're not even worth that in 10 years, yeah. you know, and a dog's earned that in six months. So, um, but look, mate, it's, it's just a good thrill to be able to experience things like that. Like, not many people get to hold or see mm. a dog that's won that sort of prize money, you know, so it was just a privilege. Tell you what, mate, uh, that's exciting to have She's a Pearl in the flesh, but standing here doing the podcast in the flesh is also pretty nice, mate. I'll be oh, enjoying this. Mate, nothing beats this, I'll be honest with you. Like, if you told me that I'd won Powerball, I wouldn't care, mate. As long as I'm on the green light on podcast well, with you, buddy, at the Meadows. I have heard, though, winning the lotto is no good. Um, it, it can ruin people's lives. Mate, it, well, mate, the way I spend money, it probably can. <laughs> you spend yeah, it faster. Mate, Don't need any of my calamari there either. <laughs> I'm saving a little bit for later. Hey, uh, what do you make of this field? Because you've drawn the red. You've got, obviously, Tinker Norm in five who'll veer up the track. Very, very classy dog. And then Transponder, who's the Pink Diamond winner. Um, elite racing machine. Uh, how, do you, how do you play the race to your favourite? Oh, mate, look, the transponder, it's an up-and-coming star. It, like it, 
you know, we'll, we'll be talking about Transponder in the likes of Whiskey Riots and the Center Keys and, mm. and that sort of echelon of dogs. But, look... um be nice to beat him. Oh, mate, it would definitely. <laughs> like, he can sort of miss the start a bit too, but good dogs find a way to win, and that's what he is. He is a good dog. Um, but, look, having a look at the race... Um, I raced against Meatball Molly here at Tequila's probably fourth or fifth start and I got checked pretty badly and was five or six offered and lost to it by half a length. And mm. since then, she's just matured into a better race dog and she has consistently split 507-08 here. Um, she's lost a bit of her early toe. I'm not sure why. I don't know what that's come down to. Um, but look, off the red two starts ago, she did win here and she got turned sideways on the first turn, but it was a gutsy win. Mm. Um, and she only went about two and a half, three lengths off the best of the night. So look, she's she's probably the most honest chaser that I've got in the kennel. Um, she's got pace. And if there is a little bit of trouble behind her and she can land on the bunny, um, then look, she's going to be, I'm not saying she's going to win, but mm, she could, race. yeah, yeah, she could be leading for a long way. Got my black book, mate. You've got four runners in the kennel. Which one do I follow the most? Uh, the one with the most ability, mate, is Cartel Model. Okay. Yeah, he's, um, yeah, he's an absolute flying machine, that dog. He just, you don't know which dog's going to show up. Like Monday night, he bombed it by about four or five at Shepparton. And um, I don't know how we managed to win, mate. He galloped on the galloped on the leader, checked off heels, and still managed to get up and win. Yeah. Um, and the dog that he beat, that led him clearly, is a very good dog, Manoli Magic, that's gone twenty nine forties at Sandown, and yeah, um, he's the quickest dog. But Tequila Bandit's the most honest chaser. The dog that I got in tonight, Jake Peralta, in race seven, he's um, he's just a dog. But you know what? He, he's a battler, but. He's honest, mate. He's he's the he's the quietest dog in the kennel, and I just I just adore the dog, you know, yeah, and I love beautiful. racing him. So yeah, he'll um he'll he'll be a nice he'll be a nice six hundred meter dog. Just gotta, just gotta keep on winning races. I've worked out why you and Anthony as a party are such good mates. Go on, tell me, mate. You can both talk underwater. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Fair mate, call. Mate, mate, well, I, t- I, I learned from the best, mate. He's the master, I'm the apprentice. He's rubbing off on you. Uh, good luck, Cooter, with uh, Saturday night, mate. Great achievement to have a runner in a Group 1 heat, and even better if you can make the Group 1 final and then win it. So, all the best. You're a legend, mate. Thanks for having me on, buddy. And that's all for this episode of the podcast. Hope you've enjoyed it. Uh, good racing at the Meadows. Good luck to all connections involved with the heats of the Group 1 maturity. It's sure to be great racing. Until next time, punters, safe travelling, and as always, happy punting. What are you really gambling with? Call Gambler's Help 1800 858 858 or visit gamblinghelponline.org.au for free online confidential support.